in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season Show with your hosts, Brother Phil and Sister Crystal. Hello. It's Resurrection Week. One of the most important holidays for us us believers, right? Yes. Oh, the only hope that we have is that resurrection. And we've got a special one for you today because we're going to really go over this topic of the first resurrection. Wait, what? (laughs) Did I say that right? First (laughs) resurrection? I thought we were all waiting for that one. (laughs) Okay, see, this is why you got to read your Bible very carefully. Because so many Christians and even pastors and preachers, they don't read carefully enough. And, you know, it's not like I'm the only one that maybe discovered this. But you just look carefully at the Bible, what it says. Right. You're going to get an understanding of what's really going on here. Right. We're going to talk about this topic of what is the first resurrection and how does how does that relate to us? So we we're in Revelation chapter 20. That's going to be like our key go-to place because there's so many nuggets, yes. one chapter. Hidden truths. And it talks there about the first resurrection. And we're going to read that passage of scripture here in just a minute. Mm. A first resurrection would imply, well, a second resurrection. Okay, I mean... You don't mention a first resurrection if there's not going to be anything after. <laughs> Just plain common sense. So what we're going to do is we're going to read this passage script, and then we're going to discuss a little bit of what he's talking about. Just go ahead and read the right. first couple verses there of Revelation chapter 20, verses 4 through 6. Okay. There's only three verses there. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witnesses to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. He's describing the people that endured the tribulation, the tribulation period, the great tribulation. Again, what happened? They didn't take the mark. A lot of them were beheaded. They endured hardships back then. Persecution to the I'm glad that's in our rear view mirror. Because I'm glad we don't have to endure that. Today, what are we enduring today? Oh, it's easy. We we have to endure deception. Mm -hmm. (laughs) See, this is why our job is so much easier. Because we don't have to endure getting our head chopped off. Or all these other... Yeah, repeat the beast or his image. Yeah, oh, you can't buy or sell without taking the mark scenario. Mm. That's all... Ancient yes. history in a rearview mirror. That's why we're here today. Because we realize all these things have already happened. Right. These people endured all these things. And so these were part of the first resurrected here. The people that endured all this. They didn't take the mark. They were away from all that stuff. What did they do? They didn't put anything on their forehead or on their hands. And what did they do? They lived and they reigned with Christ. 
Right, that was the last part. They lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. For a thousand years. Okay, so they... they and then go on and read the okay. next verse. So verse 5, this is the first resurrection. Okay, so the first resurrection here are these people that lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. They were part of the people that endured. That was their reward for all the suffering they went through. The, the beheadings, yes. not taking the mark. Oh, man. All that stuff is already passed. Saying no to the Antichrist, all that stuff has already happened. That's ancient history to us. Over, well over a thousand years ago, all that stuff happened. So, blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. So it's describing who these people are that are going to be part of the first resurrected. They are blessed and they are called holy. I always thought that was strange. Why call mm-hmm. these people holy? I mean, what's going on there? But see, they have, they're not just sitting around for the last thousand years, you know, eating bonbons. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, a lot of times we think to ourselves, oh, well, they're resurrected. I can't wait till I get my resurrected body so I can just sit around and just do nothing. I, I'm in my retirement scenario. No. These people were not doing that. What jobs did they have there? Well, right. it says it right there. Yes. They were priests of God, God and Christ. Right. So they were acting as priests during the millennial reign of Christ. They most likely are still priests now. I think these people are still around, just like guardian angels. We don't know who they are, but they're around helping us out when they need to, as priests. God, Jesus is the high priest. All the first resurrected were his wow. during this time yes. of, of the thousand year reign. This was the first resurrected people that were part of the first resurrection. So this, these are important people. And like I say, they, they got the resurrected bodies first because they endured all that yes. hardship. Yes, they did. Now that was probably really tough. I mean, I couldn't imagine all the suffering they had to endure, but this reward, this beautiful example of their endurance to honor God and who he is to them. Just, it blows my mind that that makes sense. They, they were the first resurrected. That's what it says there. Today's day and age, we, if we're to driving down the street, <laughs> we get cut off. It's almost like that's the end of the world for us sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these people had to endure real suffering. Not just a little bit of, oh, we have a traffic jam we had to make it through today on the way to work or whatever. No, this is... Inconveniences. They, they were, yeah. it was life... It was life and death situations. And like I say, I don't think the suffering was ever this bad in the history of the world or since. That's what the Mm. Bible says. Okay, It was tough. It was brutal. To be a Christian, man, it was like you had to sacrifice it all for the sake of the gospel message. I'm bringing this up because Zechariah has this, and I want to give you some more proof. Because don't just believe what I tell you. Right. Don't just believe it because you hear a guy on giving a podcast okay. saying these things. I'm telling you, if you read your Bible, connection, okay, and you understand what you're reading. Zechariah chapter mm. 14 has th- this situation talking about the first wow. resurrection. I'm going to prove to you that Zechariah is talking about the first resurrection and not talking about right. some other place. And that that's what most people do. Most right. of these other Bible scholars don't want to admit this is the first resurrection. It already happened well into our past. So this is irrefutable truth. We're going to give you some irrefutable proof that you could take to your pastors or whatever. Right. And you could show them this. Right. Now go ahead and read Zechariah 14, verse 5. All right. So then you shall flee through my mountain valley, for the mountain valley shall reach to Azel. Yes, you shall flee as you fled 
from the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. Thus the Lord my God will come, and all the saints, holy ones, with you. So here he's describing what happens when Christ returns. Right. I, this is Armageddon. This is judging the nations now. This is judging the nations. But see, what happened when Christ came? He came not alone. Which is why I, well, what I'm suggesting here is that when Christ came in the air and everyone was caught up to him in the cloud, they came down to the Mount of Olives and they started the real world war. The first, <laughs> the, 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 the first real world war one. <laughs> it's Jesus and all the saints versus the Roman armies and the world right. the world's armies yes. and the other world's armies stood no chance. But here's what I wanted you to want to bring up. Here he talks about and this the phrase and all the saints with you. In other words, Christ is going to come with all the saints. Basically states that in Zechariah chapter 14 there verse 5. Right. Now that word saints See, this is where in English it's, hate these versions yes. of the Bible because they always use different words than the actual original text does. Right. Their translations were a little off. Okay. Mm -hmm. This word saints actually means holy one. Okay. It's actually holy one. It's the same word that they used in verse 6 of Revelation chapter wow. 20 that says, blessed and holy is those who take part in the first resurrection. The wow. same word holy wow. there is used in both verses. More proof yeah. that this is the same event. Because Revelation chapter 6 I mean, chapter, chapter 20, verse 6 says, Blessed and holy is he who takes part in the first resurrection. Right. And then Zechariah 14, and all the holy ones with you. The saints that are equals so, the holy ones were with you. So, wow, that's so pretty amazing. The same exact original word is used in both mm. phrases. See, you wouldn't catch that in the English. Mm-hmm. Because we're reading, you know, we're seeing two different words being used there. Right. But in the original reader yeah. would have caught this and would have seen this and recognized Zechariah 14 was the same event That's that was great. happening in Revelation chapter 20. That's amazing. Okay. This is what we need to understand. This is why, you know, I'm coming here. I'm, I'm just bringing this up to you. Don't take my word for this. You go have your pastor look this up. Mm -hmm. What I just told you. If they don't even know how to do that, because most pastors don't even know how to look up that, you know, in the original Greek, in the Septuagint here, the same exact word is used. So it's the same people. Because it's Resurrection Week, we're going to go over a timeline of events that are right. going to take place during this time of the resurrection. Because you got to understand, the resurrection is what we're looking forward to here. I know a lot of Christians don't really understand this, mm -hmm. and we downplay this in most churches because it's all right. about going to heaven and stuff. I got another message coming, another show coming about heaven. <laughs> and it will... It Rock will, your world. <laughs> it, it's not like it's going to disappoint, but it, it's going to be one of those mind blowers. First Corinthians chapter 15. Paul, that, that's basically the resurrection chapter. <laughs> if there was, you know, we, we know like 1 Corinthians 13 is like the love, love chapter. chapter. And the Hebrews 11 is the faith chapter. <laughs> the resurrection chapter is 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This is the gospel message. That's right. Matter of fact, if you read that chapter from the very verse 1, uh -huh. Paul is stating this is the good news because we yeah. have a resurrection coming. It's the reason why Christ died on the cross and rose again as first fruit. And we're going to read this passage of scripture here because this is an important passage mm -hmm. of scripture. There's a certain order to everything that God has said. We have a God of order. Satan is 
disorder. That's what he does. It's confusion and disorder yes. that Satan has done. That's the right. reason why we have to reverse engineer all this stuff. He has created so much confusion and disorder that we have to reorder all this stuff. Get back to what the Bible actually states. There's clarity in Christ. Okay, so why don't you read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 23. But each one in his own order... Christ, the first fruits. Okay, stop there for a minute. <laughs> Talking about the resurrection. See, Christ was the first of what we call the he had the glorified resurrection. There were resurrections before that, but mm-hmm. they weren't they were not immortal resurrections. They were mortal resurrections. We remember the stories in like Elijah, Elisha raising people from the dead right, and all that stuff. Right. And even Jesus did Lazarus yes, and yes. all that. That's not all this. This is a different animal here because it's a resurrection that's, that is a permanent resurrection. It's not no temporary resurrection. And this is what we really are looking for. This is the greatest... Resurrection is the greatest gift God could ever Amen. give us. There is no... See, this is the one thing that Satan can't give his followers. Satan can only give his followers wealth, power, money. Prestige. Prestige and all that. Yes. He can't give them eternal life. No, he can't. That only can come from our God. That's and right. And guess what? Our God only rewards eternal life to... Faithful. You, you guessed yes. it. Those who follow him. If you're not a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, you do not get the greatest gift that this world has ever. It's more important than money, power, yes. fame, or anything else. Yes. Because it means you can live forever. Be limitless. Your, right. your, your life will be without limit. It, see, this is why the devil is fixated. Yes. This is why that's what the devil is doing. Researching all these life extension technologies and all these other yes. ways. Because there's no way he's going to be able to get eternal life because only God can give that and he only gives it to those who are faithful to him because we know what sin does sin is the wages of sin equals death death yes only way to get out of that yes only way to get eternal life is you have to give up a sinful lifestyle you have to reject sin because we know the wages of sin it's death a lot of preachers out there they don't want to tell you this they want to tell you oh no the grace of God will cover all your sins that's true but they're not telling you, you need to stop sinning. What we're telling you to do is you need to stop sinning. Because the wages of that, we know what it is. It's death. And we want to give everyone eternal life. Again, first thing, Christ is the first fruit. First okay, fruit. Okay, now the next thing that happens. Go ahead and okay. read on. Afterward, those who are Christ at his coming. Okay, we'll stop there. <laughs> because that's is this is the first resurrected here. Christ at his coming was the first resurrected. That is the description you have yes. in Zechariah 14. Mm-hmm. And... Revelation chapter 20. Exactly the same scenario. Paul is describing the same scenario that these two other authors. So now we have three authors describing the same Amen. Exactly. There should be no doubt in our minds. This is the same. These three testimonies are for the same exact event. Christ at his coming are going to receive the first resurrection, which is the holy ones. They're going to be resurrected. That's the first, the first resurrection. general resurrection. Yes. Of the group of people. Of the group of people. Right. Those who are Christ. At his coming. And now we're saying on the show yes. that this is already ancient history. Yes. We missed out. We didn't miss out on it. It was it, not ours. It to never be- was ours to no. begin with. Mm-mm. I try to tell people that because people think that, oh, well, because most people are looking forward to Christ's return. It never, it was, oh, that's all in a rearview mirror. It's ancient right. history now. What we're looking forward to is this next part. The good thing is he moves on to a next <laughs> verse. Because the next verse is the area that we're looking for. So why don't we run and read that? 24, then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom of God, the Father, when he puts 
an end to all rule and all authority and power. Okay, let's stop there for a second. See, then there, there comes the end. See, we're approaching the end, right? We're not there yet because we're still having to endure all the yes. junk that Satan's thrown at us, right? Yes. And all the deception and all the misleading that's going right. on and all that. And Satan has his tactics he uses for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We're not there yet, but we're approaching the end now. You know, just like the movie Endgame. <laughs> okay. This is the end game coming up. We're approaching end game here. And Satan knows it. You know, don't be fooled. The reason why he's working even harder, I, I feel like his deception has increased since we were children. Maybe we d- didn't seem as strong back then, maybe the 70s and 80s, but it just seems like it's, as we're creeping closer and closer to this end game of his, supposedly, you know, that it's going to happen because he knows it. He knows his days are numbered, but he doesn't want anyone else to know his days are numbered. And it's like, it's seeming more and more evident that he's working harder and harder to make sure people don't serve the Lord. What's he going to do? Comes the end yes. when he delivers the kingdom of God to the Father. See, that, that's what Christ is doing. Oh. See, Christ is still here. What's he doing? He's delivering. He's the original Uber driver. <laughs> right? I mean, let's, let's face it. <laughs> A lot of people don't think of it that way. He's the original delivery guy. He's delivering to his father what? The bride that was promised him. We are his bride, and he is the bridegroom. So being a delivery driver isn't a bad thing. This is being like Christ, because that's what Christ is doing right now. He's delivering the kingdom to God the Father, whom he puts an end to all. He's going to put an end to all this nonsense. See, all this nonsense that we're living Uh in these days... I shouldn't even have to do a show, but there's just so much nonsense out there. Yes. And there's so much wickedness going on, and there's so much deception, and so much misleading going on, that, you know, I'm just trying to lead people back to Christ. That's all I'm trying to do. He's going to put an end to all rule, authority, and power. See, right now, we know Satan has a lot of power, because he's been granted by that by people that, dumb enough, give him that power. If everyone would just say no to the devil, he wouldn't have any power, because he's actually very weak. And like I say, because sin makes you weak. Satan's full of sin. He is super weak. How you become strong, you reject sin. The more you can reject sin, the stronger you become. Simple as that. Do you want to become a weakling? A weakling is is the devil and yes. sin. To become strong, you got to live for God. Reject sin. Deny the flesh. Deny your flesh. Yes. Live according to the spirit. Have the fruits of the spirit evident in your life. But the next verse is one that I really want to mm-hmm. point out. Because this is the best verse. And this means that Christ is not going anywhere, folks. He's not going to abandon ship as our captain, as our shepherd. He will. He is right. going to be right there with us. Because okay. he loves us. Go ahead and read the next, next verse there. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. So you hear what that just said? Christ is not going to stop reigning until every single enemy is under his feet. Are we there yet? I wish, but it doesn't look like it, right? I mean, I wish every enemy was under his feet, then we can just start partying, you know? I mean, it would be all over. But, unfortunately, us that are listening to the show are a minority. We are what's known as a remnant, a small group of people that just, we're called the radicals. Right? I love that. We're the radicals. (laughs) Because we... We're following Christ when it's not popular. That's the thing is we're doing what needs to be done. We're living through conviction in a world where people are led 
astray but led by their flesh and we're saying no we don't want our flesh to lead us down a, a path that is just a destruction path we want to be led to the hope and the resurrection that is waiting us if we just remain faithful and this is a final resurrection coming up at the end praise the lord when he's going to put an end to all rule and authority that's mm-hmm. essentially the great white throne judgment right there he's describing the great white throne judgment on that and that past verse of scripture. Praise the Lord, yes. And now we're in a situation where he's going to continue to reign on earth. He's not leaving us. He's no. not abandoning us. He's not, oh, see you later, guys. I'm ditching out and going to heaven. No, he he is going to be here until every enemy is under his feet. And you know why he won't, won't reign after that? Because he won't need to. Because right. everyone will be... Right, we'll be united. We'll all be united. Once yes. every enemy is under his feet, he won't need... There's. There's no reason for him to need mm-hmm. to be a Lord because we're all going to reign with him and we'll all be 100% unified. I can't wait for that day. No. that's Oh, man, I can't wait for that day. It's like a dream. I mean, I just wanted that to come true right now. <laughs> yeah, me too. But it's not here yet. We no. can always dream, but we know it's going to happen. Yes, because we're promised it. It's what it says here. We can trust God because we can trust what his word says. And I'm telling you, the people that are listening to this, and are, fought, are are believing in Christ yes. and are doing this ahead of everybody else. Because right now, we're like spearheading a movement yes. to end exactly. all this. Right. All this nonsense that Satan's going to do. We're, we're, we're like the John the Baptist of our day. That's what well, I, I consider myself like a John the Baptist of our day. We're out here trying to get people to like motivate it. Yeah, we need to do, do what Christ wants us to Live for God. Be excited about it because okay. that's hope. That's the hopeful message is the resurrection. And the resurrection is... What we're looking forward to. This is it. Eternal life. A resurrected body where they'll live forever with no pain, no suffering, no more tears. Man. Yes. No need to go to the doctor anymore. Not that I've ever <laughs> gone to one, but the point is, is you don't need to ever see any kind of medical professional. Right. In your life. Because we will have perfect bodies. Resurrect. That's why the resurrection is so important. So that we can live for God. Yes. Live for Him every single day of our life. Of course, we're going to have glorified bodies. Live right. forever. Endless energy. Not right. the kind of bodies we have today, which, you know, we know how it is. It ages, gets worse right. every year. Struggling with aches and pains constantly. Mm. It's difficult. I love this last verse. Go ahead. Read it. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Yeah, we know that one's still around. Uh-huh. We see it all the time, don't we? But we know in the future, you know, that it's going to happen. Last enemy to be destroyed is death. That's great. See, death is not our friend, folks. Anybody tells you, oh, you know, death is a natural. No, it's not natural, folks. It's unnatural for us to be dying. The only hope we got is to put that enemy under our feet, which is death. We don't want that enemy around us. So we need to put our trust and our hope in the one that could overcome that enemy. The only one who can overcome that enemy is death, is God. And Jesus Christ. Exactly. Got to put our faith in them. The dynamic duo. <laughs> right? That they will, if you just put your trust in God and Christ, they can, they've, they've proven that they can overcome death. With the first resurrected, they already t- took care of that. But now we're part of the final resurrection that will happen on Great White Throne Judgment. That's coming up here. Coming up soon. Yes. We've got to be ready. We're preparing everyone for that day. Yes. But we know how this all ends. Fortunately, most people don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> they don't listen to my show. If everyone was listening to my show, we'd probably not ha- be having the end show up of the Gog Magog War coming up, which we haven't really discussed. Right, yet. right. But we'll, we're going to yeah, discuss that in the future. That's coming. Uh huh. And we know what all the nations of the earth—they all, you know, go to war against Christ and, and and his and his city because they've been deceived. 
because they've been misled. We understand all that. So we don't want that to happen to you. Or anyone you love. Or anybody else. Because the only reason why I'm doing this show is because I care about everyone. You guys can use any... This is a non-copyrighted program. And I I don't want it copyrighted because I want everyone to get this message out to everyone. This is important. We need to understand where we're at in history. Which we understand where we are. Yes. We're living in Satan's little season now. The age of deception. We're in the age of deception, where Christ is going around trying to get us to believe in him, but the devil is going around misleading the nations. This is where we're at now. We just got to trust and focus on Christ and on his promises, right here in his word, that he's going to put an end to death. We're going to live forever one day. We promise the resurrection. And we're going to be in that great city, New Jerusalem. I haven't really talked about that yet, but I have big programs coming up about that one. (laughs) What New Jerusalem is going to be like. It's going to be a glorious place. We're going to have an inheritance in this. We're going to be landowners. That's beautiful. And not like the landowners here where we're actually just tenants. In this world, we're just tenants now. This is a captured world because Satan's captured it. In, In the next world, in the next earth, we're going to be ruling the place. That's right. Okay, We're going to be running that joint. (laughs) <laughs> Satan's going to be gone. And Amen. everyone that didn't listen to us is going to be out. They're not going to have a place in New Jerusalem like we are. That beautiful city right. came down from heaven. Mm. That's what we're looking forward to. Till next time, we're living in Satan's little season. Not only because it's biblical. Because it just makes sense. Joy. Or contact us at satanslowseason.org. This is a non-copyright Living in Satan's Low Season production.